You know, uh, God doesn't take a bishop to heaven, right? A bishop won't, will never go to heaven. God doesn't take a deacon to heaven. They'll never make it into heaven. God doesn't take a minister to heaven. Okay? And he definitely doesn't take an evangelist to heaven. Okay? You want to know who God takes to heaven? You. Bishops, the reason that they don't go is because there's a bishop already in heaven. His name is Jesus Christ. Alright? You want to know why deacon doesn't go to heaven? Because he's already there. His name is what? Jesus Christ. You want to know why a minister doesn't go to heaven? Because what? He's already there. Okay? So God doesn't need your titles. Alright? Your titles are here. Okay? That is something that we have here ecclesiastically. Okay? So, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by him because I earned everything I got. Okay? And I'm using proper English. I got it. I earned it. No one gave it to me. Okay? The Lord bestowed it upon me because he's seen potential not experience. Okay? The Lord promotes off of potential, not experience. If you said your experience did it, then you got it. But if you looked at the potential, then that means the Lord gave it and seen it. Amen? Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't sing this song. Okay? And it's a song we always sing, you know, and I've been singing it for a while. Uh, and it's called, I'm So Glad to Be in Your Service. One more time. I'm so glad to be in your service one more time. You know, I have a twin brother, and my brother walks the streets of Knoxville, Tennessee. He's diagnosed with bipolarism and paranoid schizophrenia. And he walks the streets. I'm only six minutes older than my brother. And there isn't a time I don't say, Lord, what happened to him? But it didn't happen to me. I will never, ever, ever stop thinking about that. So the song goes, and our people know it. If my brother was here today, these are the words you'd hear him say. I'm so glad to be in your service one more time. One more time, Lord, one more time. One more time, Lord, one more time. I'm so glad to be in your service. One more time. Same time, Lord, never forget that song. Never. Okay? I was raised in an old church in Knoxville, Tennessee. 3100 Whitmore Avenue, pillar and ground of truth. My bishop used to always do that on the radio broadcast. And nobody could see her, but you know, pillar and ground of truth. And I, just as a young deacon, man, I was sitting there and I'd look at her. I was enamored, man. I did everything that my bishop told me to do. I felt like it was from God's mouth to her mouth, okay, down to my ears. And, uh, you know, those are the things that, that, that stuck in me. We had a scrub board and a tambourine. Okay, that's what we had. Okay, we had a mourner's bench. Okay, where you got sat down if you didn't do the right thing. Okay, and you couldn't get up until you prayed. It was also when I was there and I got saved a couple of years ago. And uh, 
when you receive salvation, it was something that they believed because it was a holiness church that you had to work to do. Okay, salvation is free if you didn't know. Okay, but you know, coming up in the holiness and Pentecostal church, you know, you were down there for years and you were tearing down on the on the bench calling the name of Jesus until you got dehydrated, you know. But you know, I learned holiness. Okay, I learned reverence to the Lord. You know, and I learned respect. I learned that. And I learned that, you know, growing up in the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. That's what Pastor said. Let's go to work. Okay, new wine and old wine skins. Okay, belief versus faith. New wine, okay, or I should say correctly, old wine, okay, is you. Let me get to the chase. Right? The new wine is Christ. In biblical times, okay, many, many, obviously years ago, when they were, when they needed something to collect volume in it, in this case, wine, but it could have been used for water, okay, they used hides or skins, okay, these skins or hides they used, one of them was goat, okay, cow, and all this, but goats were a little bit more pliable, they were softer, they had sheep, but it wasn't as pliable and durable as goat skins were, so they used them, they poured the volume inside of it, whatever that is. In this case, it would be wine, and then they would hold it there. Over a period of time, then that wine skin, okay, because of the heat and the water and everything inside of it, would become hard, and it wouldn't become pliable, okay? It wouldn't become pliable at all. So then they would have to get new, they would have to get new wine skins to put in it. Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to ask you to do something you're probably not gonna maybe wanna do. So open up your Bibles, okay? And let me give you something else, okay, that my bishop gave to me, and I'm going to give it to you, and it's free. This is saints. Stop sitting there being preached to. That's what my bishop told me. She said, Deacon Robinson, pick up the Bible and read it for yourself. Amen. Pick up your Bible and read it for yourself. How do you know if I'm telling you the truth? Amen. You can pick it up and read it. I should be confirming what you've already read. Amen. All right, John 3. Okay, chapter 3. I'm going to go through this, uh, you know, kind of hurriedly because of, for the interest of time. A pastor once told me, okay, he said, uh, be good, be brief, and what? Be gone. Be gone. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try to do at least two of those, okay? Be good and be gone. <laughs> All right, so John chapter 3, okay, it's going to be verse... 3 through 20. And then I will give you the other two later that I need someone to bound, go ahead, of it and go to Acts, the ninth chapter. Acts 9 and 32. Okay, go forward to Acts 9 and 32. Because we'll be catching up with you in just a few more minutes. Okay? Alright, so here we go. Chapter 3, verse 3. And it's John. I'm coming from the King James Version. And it reads, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter, the, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit, spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. 
the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it come, and whether it goeth. So it is uh, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you these things? May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Lord, by thy power and grace divine, let our souls look up with a steadfast hope, Lord, that our wills be lost to thine. Touch God now your people, Lord, and quicken them in their spirit, that they may receive your word the way, Lord God, you gave it to me to give to them. Thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to oversee your people at this moment. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Give me honor to our Lord, to our, to our, uh, to my wife and our first lady at the, the diocese, uh, Teresa Robinson, our pastor, uh, assistant pastor and overseer, Deborah Walsh, to Chaplain Williams here in the front, to our evangelist, Crump in the back to, to our elder, Elder Denise Napoleon, and our, whether she wanted to be or not, I've already claimed her, Deaconess, okay, uh, Therese, <clears throat> I believe the first time you're a guest, the second time you family, okay? So that's how we do it. Uh, and as the introduction had already been stated, yes, I'm the Diocese Bishop of the State of Florida for Divine Covenant Fellowship of Churches, and it's a blessing to be able to, to have attained that ecclesiastical title. Now, so you've, you've heard that portion of it, so let's get to the meat of that. The Lord desires to place new wine in new wineskins, not new wine in old wineskins. New wine represents the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, faith. The old wineskins represents our old way of doing things, our bad habits, our old sinful nature, it also represents having a belief, belief in Jesus. The Lord can't put new wine in an old wineskin because there's no room for it. We, after, or we have to rather totally devoid ourselves of our old way of thinking so that the Lord can deposit into us his way of doing things. New wine into old wine skins. You ever talk to someone and the first thing they say when you tell them something, they want, I know, I know, I know. You want to know why they say that? There's no wine can get in there, okay? That's the problem, because you do know. You need to totally let that go. Totally empty yourself out and allow the Lord to put his way inside of you. That's the issue. You know too much. Your parents ever tell you that? When we were younger, my grandmother did. My mother used to say the same thing a lot. You know too much. Go sit down. Right? That's the problem. You know entirely too much. If you tell a Christian something they earn their ways, the first thing they're going to say, yeah, you're right. That's that old why. I don't want to be right. I just want you to do it. 
I can't deposit something inside of you. And that's the same thing here it was with Nicodemus. Nicodemus was what? Very astute in the law. We'll take my word for it, read it yourself. So he knew. That's what the Lord was saying. You know, you're a teacher. You're supposed to be a teacher of Israel. You're supposed to know, but you don't know. And the reason why you don't know is because of old wine. Saints, you have to do it. Let me give you something else. You know, the only way for you to make it into heaven is on your knees. You can't make it any other way. You can't. It's impossible. I'll give it to you like my bishop gave it to me. She said, Deacon Robinson, if Jesus Christ had to bend his knees, who in the world do you think you are? You've got to bend your knees. Get down on your knees and pray. God can't use a man with pride. There's no place going in heaven. The word says what? Pride comes what? Before the fall. That's the old wine. Old wine. Get rid of it. Empty it out. Stop trying to know. And say, Lord, I don't know. I'm a big component of that. If I don't know, hey, man, I don't know. I tell my children, look, man, I don't know. Hey, what about this? I tell the kids at school. I'm a uh, terror to instructor at Dunbar. Okay, that's where I work at. Okay, that's my Clark Kent job. Okay? So I tell them all the time. They're saying, you know, hey, Sergeant, what about this? Like, look, man, I don't know. I have no idea. They look at me, should I know? No, I should not know everything. That's the reason that we're here. If Paul, who wrote over 50% of the New Testament, says we see through a glass dimly, who are you? He didn't profess or proclaim to know everything. Stop doing the same thing. We renew our minds, what? Daily. Daily. If you knew everything, you wouldn't have to do it each and every day. Stop being, what? Old wineskins. We need to be new wineskins. It's your old way of thinking that's got you where you're at right now. Same way with me. I'm positive of it. I do this for a living. It's your old way of thinking. We're going to move on, saints. I just had to park there for a minute. Okay? I'm not joking. Matthew 18 and 3. I'll read this to you. Okay, but if you want the verse, so you can go back and digest this later. Uh, correction, it's Mark 2 and 22. And you read it actually, Elder, uh, in your... Uh, welcome. It's Mark 2 in 22. And it reads, And no man putteth new wine into what? Old bottle. Else the new wine does what? Burn the bottle. And the wine is spilled. <clears throat> and the bottles be marred. But new wine must be put into what? I didn't say it. The Lord said it. <clears throat> okay? So, that's why you can't deposit some things into you. You have to empty out. How about your fast? Fast and pray. Okay. Empty out. And say in your fasting, Lord, show me. Show me what you would have for me to know. New wine into new wine skin. <clears throat> now, I'm getting ready to get to the part where you're going to hate me. We're ready to go to belief versus faith. Belief versus faith. 
You would think that they are both the same, but they're not. <clears throat> they're not opposites of each other. However, you have to have belief in order to have faith. Belief is a precursor to faith. They are like fraternal twins. Okay, I'm not going to tell you the science of, of, of that. If you don't know, it's a little bit late. You know, Google it. Okay? But they came from the same egg and they were just split in two. Okay? Belief is an arrangement or mental acceptance of the facts. It is to agree, it's to have something or an opinion about something or to concur with it. That is belief. Faith, according to Hebrews, we know that one pretty well, right? 11 and 1. Faith is the substance of what things hope for and the evidence of things. Meaning, faith is made up of things you are believing or hoping for. Then it is the evidence or the facts or information indicating whether a belief or proposition is true or valid. So what does that mean? Faith is not believing that, it, that there is something or believing in something that is not there. That's not faith. That's called fantasy. Alright? Faith is believing that what you're hoping for is already there. Does that make sense? That's faith. This is the last time I'll ask you to do it. If you don't mind, can everybody stand up? Please? If you can't stand up, sit down. Don't make a difference. Okay, just stand up. Just for a minute. All right, now, give me a paper. You may be seated. I know. What was that for? You just exercise faith. Okay? What do you mean? How did you know that that chair or that pew was going to hold you? Right? You set yourself down in it. You had no earthly idea that when you sat down, that chair was going to hold you. You said, well, I sat down in that chair before. That means you had what? I do this for a living, y'all. I do this for a living. Okay? That's called faith. When you sat down, you did not do a weight test on that pew or on that chair. It's called having faith. I know it's there. Even though what? I didn't test it. I know it's there. So I sat down on it. Uh-oh. We're going to go to one more, one more again. All right. We have Acts 9, 32, right? Here's a pretty good one here. Acts 9 and 32. The only reason I'm giving you this is because you have to see it for yourself. I don't want you to think I'm giving you something that's not relevant. Okay. Verse 36. And I'll read this one. Okay, I know I told you 32, but let's go down to verse 36. I said 32, we're going to go down to 36 and kind of condense this a little bit. Acts, the ninth chapter, verse, um, I'm going to start at 36. At Joppa, there was a uh, certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated the chorus. This woman, I got the New King James Version here. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. 38. And since Lydia was near Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay 
in the coming to them. So, who went to go get Peter? Say it again. I don't know if they heard you. Who went to go get Peter? His disciples. Don't worry. That's going to make sense in a minute. Verse 39. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he had come, they brought him to the upper room. Stay with me. And all the windows stood, uh, widows rather, stood by him weeping, showing him the turnings and garments which Decorus had made. You know how people want to do, hey, you know, they're mourning and this is the stuff she's done. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. So we keep going, right? <clears throat> And made while she was with them. Verse 40. But Peter, what did he do? And someone say it loud. Come on, don't, don't cheat me this one. What did Peter do? He put him out. You said, why did he do that? Oh, here we go. Don't get ahead of me. He put him out and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And I'm not going to read the rest because we know that she was alive. Now, here we go. Okay, number one, why in the world, okay, did two disciples go get Peter? I know, I know. Don't worry. You put a coin in the jukebox, you'll listen to all the songs. Right? Why in the world did two disciples go get another disciple? This lady died, right? But two disciples went to go get another disciple. Two disciples went to go get another disciple. My, my, my. What are you talking about, Bishop? So, two people of belief went to go get a man of what? They put a point on this. They invited me. They invited me. So, I'm going to give it to you. Okay? Well, then, if you were a man of faith, why didn't you raise her up? went to go get another disciple. And when Peter got there, what did he tell him to do? Get out. Get out. I don't need belief in here. I need what? Listen, saints, you keep telling me I believe in Christ. You're nobody to me. Because what does the Bible say the devil does? He believes in Jesus Christ too. That means nothing. God bless you. He knew, he knew the word before you knew it, didn't he? He sat next to the word before you did so what does that mean? You knew Christ, or you, I believe in Jesus. That's right. That means you're a believer to me. Get out. It's time for you to stop having that old wine spirit. Amen. You need to move to a place of what? Faith. Amen. Oh, here we go. Don't worry. I'm not through yet. I am not through. Let's get on over here to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. If you got to give just briefly say amen, we'll move forward. Amen. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, here's another good one, the people gladly received him. And they were all waiting for him. 41. And behold, there came a man. In this Luke chapter 8, verse 40, I'm at 41. And there came a man named Jairus. And he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. 42. And he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay uh, a dying. But as he went, the people thronged, which just means pressed against him. 43. 
And a woman having an issue of blood for how many years? Twelve. Twelve. We heard this one, right? Which had spent all of her living upon physicians. Neither could he, or could rather, be healed of any. Forty-four uh, came behind him and touched the border, or some say him, of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stench, which means it was God. It was, it was done. It was here. Forty-five. And Jesus said what? Who touched me? Oh, here we go. Here we go, man. Here we go. When all denied Peter, when all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng pressed uh, thee and pressed thee and saith thou, who touched thee? And Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I perceive that virtue, okay, or power is gone out for me. And when the woman saw that uh, she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And here we go. Can someone else read this? Because I want y'all to think I'm reading my own words here. 48. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Stop right there. Thou what? Did he say thou believe? Okay, keep going. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go and eat. May the Lord have a blessing to read another word. These people are pressing the Lord, right? And then, why wasn't the other individuals that were pressing the Lord, why weren't they healed? Right? Didn't touch them? Why didn't the Lord say, man, my virtue just going all out everywhere? Right? I know we'll never see it that way. But this is what the Lord showed me. Everybody else was touching him in belief. It was faith that touched him. The Lord said, who touched me? Everybody's touching you. He's like, no. Somebody touched me in faith. She got it. She went to him and got it and took it. Belief versus faith. Belief versus faith. You cannot move in your life and stay in belief. It's impossible. You have to move in faith. Belief tells you yes, but that's a chair, that's a bench. But faith makes you do what? Sit down. Three. Got one more. One more. One more. Matthew. This one you heard before, right? I like this one. Matthew 14. Matthew chapter 14, starting at verse 25. 25 to 33. <clears throat> Famous scripture, right? Yeah, this is the one where Peter walks on water. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, here we go. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out, went out to them. Walking, and I just shortened that because I didn't want to put the rest of it. He had already told them to go on ahead, right? He knew what was going to happen. So he just sent them ahead. He knew everything because it was already what? Pre-arranged. Pre-arranged. Anyway, he sent them out uh, shortly before dawn. Uh, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. 26, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out of fear. But Jesus immediately said unto them, Take courage, 
it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come on the water. Or come to you, rather. Uh, come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. Cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and called him. And what did he say? He didn't say ye of little belief, right? He said ye of what? Okay, why did you doubt? Now, that ain't nothing, right? Here go the scripture. Okay, Jesus walked, I mean, Peter walked on water. Yeah, right, so what? Here we go. You know there were disciples in the boat, right? Yeah. yeah. You know there were disciples in the boat, right? Yes, why didn't they get out the boat and walk? They only believed. They only believed. Believe stayed in the boat. Faith got out of the boat. Right now. Bring them on into your sanctuary, Lord. 
Allow this to be a place where that your people can come and worship yes. in spirit and in truth. That's what you do. That's how we get to this point. Yes, do it. Walk around claim it. You've got to move from belief, saints. You gotta move from belief to faith. Yes, you gotta move from belief to faith. Saints, if I could leave nothing else, and that's it. I know every pastor has three closings, but I'm going beyond the be brief part. Okay? Yeah, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> but if I, I, I wouldn't be a good steward to God's people if I didn't tell you that. These are things that we're doing. And I said, we, my wife and I, we're doing in our life. I can't tell you in all good conscience that I have all faith. I don't. Because there is a such thing called the gift of faith. If not, look it up. It's in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay? There's a, a such thing as called a gift of faith. But God gives each one of us a certain measure. We all have a certain measure of faith, which means we believe God to something. Some people believe God for a thousand. Some people believe to a million. I'm like right in there in between. You know, I'm fasting. Well, hey, Lord, let me believe to that upper scale. Why not? You know? And I'm saying why not because that's nothing to God. Right? I know we know this, and I'm preaching to the choir. But I'm trying to impress upon you. You have to move. Okay, from this old way of doing things. You have to. God is invariable. In closing, God plays the movie what? Backwards. Yeah, I'm positive of it. Okay? I do this for a living, I'll show you why. Do you not know God knew you that you were going to be here today? Right? God says, I call the end from what? The beginning. Which means it's already over with. You just gotta walk into it. I called the end from the beginning. When I started the movie, I'd already knew the ending of it. I just set an emotion for you. You just gotta walk into it. Right? What is it you're looking for? Well, Lord, I'm looking for healing. Are you looking for healing? Or are you healed? Do you see yourself always busting and disgusting? 
You know? Does every saint have to be, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, Lord. Like we used to say in the church, I'm borrowing a praise today. We used to always say in the church, you okay? I got to borrow a praise today. Look at that on happen. Every day? Oh my God. As I tell the kids over there, every day? Lord, you know, I'm, I'm struggling, Lord. You got the same power in you that rose Jesus Christ from the Thank God for the word that came forward. Amen. Let's put our hands for the gift of the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for using your very own vessel. Bishop Robinson, we thank you for the impartation of that word. And we receive it, and most importantly, we walk in it, and we apply it. Amen. 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 At this time, get up on your feet. We're going to go back. Uh, give me that old-time religion. And I, I remember 